0: You're listening to the Money Web Now podcast series with Simon Brown. live streamed every weekday at 6:30 a.m. It's Thursday 18
1: January. We've got local mining production data due 11.30. I'm Simon Brown, coming at you live and loud from the MoneyWeb offices in Houghton Johannesburg. On the show today, Mateta Tulare from RMB. The, the US dollar index, DXY, has suddenly been moving stronger ever since the last trading day of last year. What's driving this strength? I mean, is it just we are back to uncertainty because, hey man, markets have not been fun. Chris Gilmore, Tourism in South Africa, benefits the local hotel leisure stocks and Dr. Rulof Bota. The Ultra and Fintech household Resilience Index. How, it's tough being a consumer. Is there any light at the end of the tunnel? This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. Morning headlines from MoneyWeb, why Sean Summers might be just be able to turn around, pick and pay. And if he can't fix the business, then it's unfixable. Business day: Hudeco banks on diversification for performance. Industrial group optimistic its broad portfolio limits business risk and offers resilience in a very tough environment. Money markets: US was red, S&P and Nasdaq down 0.6%. Uh, over in the east, it is mixed. We've got Sydney down a few points, 0.01%. Tokyo up half a percent. Hong Kong up a third of a percent. Tencent down 0.9%. Commodities, mostly red. Gold, $2,009. Uh, Brent is your green, $77.97. Platinum, $892. Palladium, $926. Rand is 1902. Bitcoin, $42,600. And top 40 opening call, 270 points to the up, a 0.4 green open.
0: MoneyWeb now on the money also available on podcast.
1: Training now with uh, Matete Tulari, head of FX Execution RMB. Matete, appreciate the early morning. As I said in the intro there, it, it, it's been a bleak start for equities, but I was having a look at the currencies. We've been seeing a fair bit of, of dollar strength. Is this just, I mean, an uncertainty and, and, and money's flowing back into the, the dollar and then weakening all the other currencies? Or is there more to it and, and still perhaps a chasing rates in the U.S.?
2: Good morning, Simon. And I suppose, look, the dollar's rise is really defying widespread expectations that It would continue to drift lower this year on speculation, obviously, that the Fed will start easing monetary policy as soon as March. Now, that would be reducing the interest rate gap that obviously once sent investors flocking to the U.S. But I suppose if you look at the outlook at this point in time, it is being clouded by concerns that the market may have overestimated how much policymakers will ease um, in terms of interest rates and also Markets have pulled back the expectations and now we're just passing in about five uh, 25 basis point reductions this year from six that was previously kind of expected last week. But at the same time, um, you know, some of the things that are continuing from last year is the fact that the escalating conflict in the Red Sea shipping corridor and obviously yeah. the persistent weakness in China's economy have really heightened interest in the dollar as a, you know, safe haven. And obviously a temporary hideout from all the uncertainty that we have at this point in time now if you throw in any parts of risk aversion obviously triggered by geopolitical risk or political uncertainty that will really help the dollar obviously via its safe haven status now you know, the big thing that has obviously been happening is the attacks in the Red Sea shipping lanes that have raised um, fears of further disruption to the global trade and supply chains that could obviously increase inflation uh, pressures at this point in time. I mean, the Houthi militants um, have struck a second commercial ship um, in in the span of a few days. And also, you've even seen the likes of Shell um, out in the UK pausing the transit of oil tankers throughout the area. Now, at the same time, the stimulus plans considered by the Chinese officials are highlighting the difficulties that are being faced by the world's uh, second largest economy that has been um, going on since uh, the COVID lockdown. So it just shows you that there's quite a lot of, um, you know, risk in the market. And obviously, this is why the dollar is continuing to strengthen. But, you know, make no mistake at this point in time that despite all these things happening, there's still the Israel-Hamas um, issues that are lurking in the background. There's still the Russia-Ukraine, um, you know, geopolitical tension that's still there. There's still a whole host of issues, and I mean, come next week Thursday, we've got the, you know, the, the the local Reserve Bank MPC, and then a week later we've got the first Fed meeting of the year, and between, you know, over over the next few days we also have a few uh, Fed speakers as well also commenting. So there's going to be a myriad of issues that are obviously going to play into the dollar, and also play themselves out into the local market as well.
1: Yeah, I, I take the point in that there is a bunch out there. And, of course, as you say, uh, Fed, what, 30, uh, 30 Jan, I think, is the first one, uh, and, and our own MPC. Let's see what they start to say about rates. We leave it there. My head to head FX execution at RMB. Appreciate the early morning. And that's our poll today, LinkedIn and Twitter. I mean, is, are we going to see this continue through the rest of the year? That's what we're asking. Or could we see a reversal? Certainly, there are worries and uncertainties out there. Have your vote. Have your say. LinkedIn and Twitter.
3: Your money knows it's not just about the money. It's about your returns returning the favour and empowering people. Your money can do more to change the narrative. Beyond delivering consistent returns, investing in the Stanlib Kanyisa Impact Investment Fund can help eradicate poverty and protect the environment. Invest for more impact at stanlibcom forward slash more. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorised financial services provider
0: money web now on the money
3: i'm chatting with chris gilmore independent
1: analyst chris appreciate the time today looking at tourism for south africa 2023 after truthfully what a couple of years of hard pandemic and soft pandemic lockdowns 2023 was a good bounce back by the numbers so far
0: yes indeed simon and uh, look i think long may it continue south africa You know, I kind of part company with the tourism authorities because for years I've been saying that South Africa punches well below its weight, Mm. you know, given its many natural advantages. You know, it's got fantastic weather, great scenery, wonderful people, you know, food, accommodation, incredibly cheap in world terms. Just getting there is a bit pricey these days because the airfares have gone up. And yet, if you look at what happened, as you rightly say, the bounce back has been terrific. Not quite back up to 2019 levels, to, to pre pandemic levels, but getting there. And that's very much in line with the trend that's taking place in global tourism. Again, you know, according to the World Tourism Organization, Not quite back to pre-pandemic levels, but getting there.
1: I want to get back to that. But before I do, I mean, you mentioned the quality of South Africa and the value that foreign tourists get. And as locals, we say, oh, but load shedding, oh, but potholes. I've got family from France who come to Cape Town often. And of course, they stay in a hotel that doesn't have load shedding. They get an Uber. I mean, those things that worry us don't worry the foreign tourists.
0: Yeah, that's right. And the crime as well. You know, I think we have to understand that people who do a lot of traveling, they come across issues in many countries. And South Africa has perhaps more than its fair share. Yes, we know that. But... You know, relative to what the country offers, I think people soon forget that. And they come to places like Cape Town. And, you know, it really is the most magnificent place you could possibly imagine. And, you know, you go and see big game and you see it's, I mean, the old essay tourism thing, the adage was a world in one country. And it really does encapsulate it beautifully.
1: Yeah, it absolutely does. You mentioned that we're kind of almost back to pre-pandemic levels. That is the global trend. My sense is is that the operators, and if we look at the likes of the Sun Internationals, the City Lodges, they're much better positioned. They've got rid of costs in their businesses. They've got rid of assets that weren't perhaps totally in line. They're significantly better positioned, even if we're not quite back at the record levels.
0: Quite right. Well, if we take City Lodges as a good example, back in 2019, they were predominantly a corporate traveler based organization and what they did they realized during the pandemic they had to adapt to survive so their food and beverage offering which hitherto had been pretty basic they'd offered breakfast basically and that was about it they have that's proliferated and now you can get the most incredible variety of things in the city lodges now the founder Hans Enderley He kind of eschewed that kind of approach. However, you know, I think, shame, you know, Hans is no longer with us. He died a few years ago. But I think he would look down now and see what kind of job they've done with City Lodge. They've done it so cleverly. I mean, they haven't gone full tilt with food and beverage and offering, you know, big crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's been very cleverly done. So you can go into a whole variety of city lodges and town lodges and um, courtyards and places like that, road lodges. And depending on where you are, you'll get a really nice type of approach in terms of what they're offering, the food and beverage offering. I think a lot of people these days, it doesn't matter whether it's leisure or corporate travelers, they want to be able to eat in rather than going out. Mm -hmm. You know, we mentioned the crime and stuff like that. So, you know, if you can actually have something that is nice and tasty and not too expensive, wow, you're onto a, an absolute winner. It's not cordon bleu by any stretch of the imagination, but it's good, basic stuff, and it seems to work. It's bringing in the people who actually want that kind of approach.
1: Now, have you got any sense of, I mean, we've been talking international arrivals and certainly Cape Town put out numbers. The mayor was saying December was their best ever for international arrivals. Local travellers, because you're South African consumers have been under the squeeze. But i got to say, I was out and about, Cape Town over Christmas. It was all foreign. North coast, south coast of KZN was all locals holiday.
0: Yeah. And I think that kind of trend will continue because, you know, the foreigners, they want to come to Cape Town. You can say what you like. You can do Whatever you want. But at the end of the day, they are going to come to Cape Town. They're going to come for the big game when they come up to the other parts of the country. So it's going to be big game and it's going to be Cape Town. And within that, yeah, you know, you can kind of tweak it if you want. Mm. And I think I mentioned in my article that the Rugby World Cup win by the Springboks, of course, yeah. that I think that will play a part. You know, it lifts the profile dramatically. Four rugby wins. So many people will come, people who don't even necessarily like rugby that much are going to come and think geez, what is so special about this place <laughs> and they come and they find and they see the people and you know they think wow you know this place is really kind of different so i think that will play a big part and then <laughs> hopefully in four years time we'll win again as well
1: we'll get a fifth and i take your point so much of especially tourism is going to
3: be that word of mouth because Gumo always appreciate the insights your money can do more when it's investing with conviction Our partnership with J.P. Morgan Asset Management gives you access to in-depth, broad market research and high-return investment strategies. So invest in a select set of companies with long-term structural growth potential with Stanlib's Global Growth Fund. Seek more returns at stanlib.com forward slash more. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider.
0: MoneyWeb now. On the money.
3: Chilling
1: now with uh, Dr. Rulof Bota, uh talking the Ultron Fintech Household Resilience Index. Uh, this is Q3 for 2023. Rulof, appreciate the early morning. A a slight uptick in the index, but this belies very tough conditions out there for the sovereign consumer with, with frankly, high interest rates hurting. We can see that from the household debt cost to the percentage of, of income uh, ticking higher.
4: Yes, that remains the uh, the thorn in the flesh of, uh, I like to believe, the majority of households in South Africa, is that with the highest interest rates in 14 years, without a, any sign of demand inflation in the economy, it, it just doesn't make any sense, uh, quite frankly, right now, for the monetary policy committee of the Reserve Bank, not to lower interest rates. there There's no need for this type of restrictive monetary policy right now. You've said before in the show you said
1: that often that, that that the South African Reserve Bank is is frankly just wrong in its high rates. I mean we've got a an MPC meeting uh, 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 coming up. Uh, are they are they are they likely to to, to turn around and and, and accede to that, or are they going to? Do you think they're going to continue on this policy of of you know very very cautiously and probably maybe even waiting for the US to go first?
4: Well, uh, if one looks at their past actions, um, then I, I doubt whether they're going to to give us uh, some financial relief soon, uh, it it may be the pressure is certainly mounting on them. And with a little bit of luck, they would have spotted the fact that our uh, long-term bond yield uh, uh, has dropped by 120 basis points in the last 3 months and that is a clear sign that your the capital markets i wanted to touch on, on employment
1: that that is one of the the things that is slightly moving in a in a positive direction we still have chronic unemployment in south africa but but we are creating some jobs we've seen it a bit in construction there is a bit of employment coming through into the economy which is a good sign notwithstanding the pressures
4: absolutely um that that is uh, we we've, we've had employment the increase of almost 6% year-on-year in employment in the public sector is not surprising because there's an election around the corner.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> but what is uh, really interesting is that the employment in the private sector for the first time uh, in, a, in a while is actually outstripping that. 6.4% year-on-year growth in private sector employment, and a lot of that is in the construction sector, which mm-hmm. is the most labor-intensive in the economy. And that is certainly uh, a positive signage. It's, it's, um, these are the bright sparks in, in the 20 indicators comprising the Ultron uh, Fintech index
1: yeah and, and some bright spots for those as, as you say we we have to dig for for, for for some of those a whole bunch we're also seeing I mean in in terms of of, of you know people going out and, and, and buying houses I mean at, at the current prime rate, uh, there has been a slight uptick in that. But again, that's another sector that is fairly depressed relative to where it's been in, in preceding years. With prime at, what, 11.75, uh, p- people just, I mean, they just can't afford to go out and, and, and get a bond. And when they do, the banks are probably going to turn around and say, we want bigger deposits just to sort of protect their lending
4: books. Yes, the, the ratio of, of um, the, the deposit required, the average deposit required for a mortgage loan Mm-hmm. Um, I'm speaking now uh, on behalf of of um, mortgage loans administered by Better Bond. That ratio has jumped dramatically uh, over the last two years, and it's not surprising, because uh, the the long uh, the credit impairments payments by banks are also have also ticked up uh, considerably uh, in in the on a year-on-year basis. In the last quarter, there was a it's a little bit flatter. It's just it's almost. It's making it very difficult for first-time homeowners to get into the market. I like to believe that some of them are, are, are waiting for the rates. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the figure that the economy needs, not only for growth, but also to resuscitate the residential property index. If we can just get those, you know, the, the interest rate decline, there's no reason uh, not to do it. I, I, I wish I could, you know, go and take each of these monetary policy committee members and shake them up and tell them, please, wake up, look at this L3-Fintech-Index-Result. And, and give us some relief, please, guys.
1: Yeah, well, there's a, there's a seat open. Apparently, Kuminadi has left and hasn't been re- been replaced by the by the president yet. Is it as simple? I mean, I look at this index and I look out there at the consumer, and and we've got inflation sort of back within the target. I know the governor wants four and a half, but the mandate is three to six, and we are back in that target. Rates start coming down. This this, this will quite quickly help the consumer and take that pressure off. What is a a consumer who's frankly buckling? But we need those rates. Lower just because it'll just improve disposable income and 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 the, the overall economy.
4: Well, absolutely. Uh, you know, I've done a quick calculation on the average bond administered by Better Bond. Mm-hmm. Um, homeowners are now uh, of the last since since the end of twenty twenty one when they started with this uh, excessively restrictive monetary policy. They are now paying, on average, four thousand rand a month, every month, more on their repayments. This is money, you know. We're talking about, you know, 50 grand a year almost that could be spent on, uh, you know, other stuff, stuff that you can use. Yeah. And
1: and that that perhaps is a telling number. That is giant. And it's money that it's unproductive. It goes nowhere. It just goes to the banks for their debt and ultimately uh, doesn't help the economy at all. Dr. Rilof Bota, chatting the Ultron Fintech Household Resilience Index. Appreciate the early morning insights. (laughs) That's it for today. We were chatting with Viv Govender from Rand Swiss yesterday, talking around China. He is bearish, very bearish, on the country, on the economy, on the political system. We asked you if you're bullish or bearish in China. Almost half said, hard to know. The rest split evenly between bullish and bearish. Have your vote, have your say, LinkedIn and Twitter. This show is brought to you by Stanlib. Visit stanlib.com to get in touch with one of their investment specialists. Stanlib Asset Management is an authorized financial services provider. We're live every weekday morning. The MoneyWeb website's in the app, 6.30am, podcast just after 7. Thanks to my team, Eddie, Nicole, to you for listening, my guests for their time. My name is Simon Brown. This is MoneyWeb Now. We'll chat again tomorrow. U.S. private credit trading on the JSE.
0: You've been listening to another MoneyWeb Now podcast, posted every weekday at 7am on moneyweb.co.za. MoneyWeb Now on the money.